you'd have to call legendary Academy Award-winning film editor Walter Murch, who edited such films as Apocalypse Now, The Talented Mr. Ripley, Cold Mountain, and Jarhead, a true visionary. Long before FileMaker came onto the market, Murch envisioned a high-tech solution for managing the editing of thousands of miles of film. We met up with Murch at the American Zoetrope Studios in San Francisco, just before he left for a new film project with Francis Ford Coppola. We interviewed him on his use of FileMaker Pro in the editing process. I've been using FileMaker for now more than 20 years, um, and every film that I work on, I use it, and every film um, I work with a set of different people. Sometimes there are different people with me in the, in the editing room, um, but also the different people in the production office, different directors, and um, uh, frequently the, the people I'm working with in the cutting room will take my version of the, the log book, uh, the, my, my database, um, you know, I will say, sure, uh, take it, and they'll take it away and, and they will then use it on their next film. I was looking at the way we made films back then, which was very handcrafted. There were no computers anywhere around. Um, and, uh, but I was looking at the, the job of the assistant, which was to, by hand, copy out uh, the logbook and said, here's the number of the shot and here's the numbers that are stamped alongside the, that image. So if you pick up a piece of film and you look at the number, you can tell, if you go to the logbook, you can find out what shot it is. And that's how everything was stored in these big cans, like you see behind me. Um, but I thought, I mean, I knew about computers, obviously, but uh, I thought someday we'll be able to have a computer in the editing room, and we won't have to do all this by hand, and we can sort it by the name of the shot, or by the number of the code, or by all these different parameters. So it was, it was kind of lusting after something that didn't exist. And, uh, you know, cut to, the uh, mid-1980s and the emergence of uh, the Mac. And I was working on Unbearable Lightness of Being, which was Phil Kaufman's film of Milan Kundera's book uh, over in Berkeley here. And uh, I thought, well, we should, we should get this computer and bring it into the cutting room and see how those two things interact. And uh, myself and my assistants uh, went to a computer store in Berkeley and started talking. What what is there? You know, what can we use? And uh, the, I think the hot thing at the time was something called Fox Base, uh, Fox Pro, uh, which hospitals used. Um, but we immediately found a problem with it, which is that when you set up the database, you couldn't change anything after that. It was very rigid kind of a system and uh, the guy in the store said well you might want to look at this and he pulled out I think a FileMaker 2 or I forget what the, the generation of that was but the great 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 grandfather of FileMaker Pro 9 which is the current version um, and he said yeah you can change the name of a field 
um, after you've set it up. And we hadn't done anything like this before. I don't think anybody had done anything like this before, using a, da a database on a motion picture for editing. The, the first film I edited back in 1972, which was The Conversation, and I had a, just a, a index card system, and every shot had a card. And I tried to put any information about that shot on that card, anything that I thought, anything that Francis Coppola thought, uh, anything that the cameraman thought, any, any number associated with it, uh, you know, these uh, code numbers alongside, or the name of the shot, the number of the shot, how long it was, um, uh, what scene it was for, what sequence that scene was in, um, all of these, these uh, variables. And of course, in, a, in, a, in something that you do by hand, there's just a limited amount that you can uh, uh, slice and dice that information. Um, so that was that kind of primeval longing for some system, which turned out to be FileMaker. We began using uh, FileMaker uh, long before the Avid uh, system really uh, took hold, which was in the early 1990s. Uh, so this is maybe six or seven years before that. And um, just that, that uh, the, the power that a computer and a strong database like FileMaker can, can give you in the editing room is, uh, it's kind of counterintuitive. I mean, you think about the old days and you don't think about computers in the editing room and yet that's what we were doing from 1986 on, and, and uh, it, it gave us, uh, you know, tremendous uh, power to access um, the, all of the information that had ever been generated about any shot within the film. It uh, was a was a real uh, education for me uh, because I'm not a computer programmer, but I'm interested in, in that kind of thinking. Um, and to the extent that FileMaker is uh, open to it, which is quite open, you can do effectively programming, uh, you know, in, in the way you write scripts. And this, this became kind of a, an addictive thing <laughs> to me, aside from the fact that it was helping me uh, with the film. Um, I just loved the, uh, the, the architecture of the program and the way it worked and uh, it taught me a lot about how to think about large chunks of information and that's that's the problem um, uh, the nature of a film is that there's just this huge amount of information about every shot and how do you access that information as quickly as possible and then uh, derive results from that uh, that can inform how you shoot the film and how you edit the film. That was why I gravitated toward FileMaker quickly, is that it minimized the amount of physical labor that you had to do. You, you just, uh, if I'm looking for a certain expression uh, from the lead actress, I can just sort through you know, thousands and thousands of records and pull out that one moment and say, it's in box 52, 400 feet down, into that box. Otherwise, you're just, you know, swamped with, um, you know, handwritten notes. 
early on, uh, on Ghost, I think, uh, the, the Jerry Zucker film um, that came out in 1990, I realized that um, I could uh, look at a scene and break the scene down into moments within the scene, lines of dialogue, uh, action, realizations of the characters, and I could give a number to each of those moments. Let's say a, a scene has 20 moments in it. And then as I took notes about the shot, I could say, oh, that's for moment six, and that's for moment five in this scene. And then I could, uh, at that time, export it, that information to a, another FileMaker uh, database which would then break that into uh, what are repeating fields. It would break it into new fields. And then I could say, show me all the good moments, uh, the good uh, moments for moment five uh, from all the different takes. And it would get just a little list of, these are the three good things for this line of dialogue. Um, or for this moment when he throws the glass of water across the room, or you know whatever it would be. So it 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 gave me an X-ray uh, vision of the good stuff. Um, whereas the alternative uh, is to display everything either on a screen or in a printout, and you know, go through it all and highlight it and say, well that that. That's a good moment, and that's a good moment, but what moment is that? Oh yeah, it's when he throws the glass of water across. When I started using FileMaker, I also started using frame captures of significant moments within each shot. And back in those days, it was still um, photographic, and, and we would have a setup where we would wind the film down to a certain frame that I'd marked, and we would take a slide of that, make a print of it, and then put that print up on the wall like a bulletin board. Uh, but it was just uh, using, um, you know, the one-hour photo place down the street uh, to generate all these photos. But right then, I, I was thinking, how can we bring these things together? And uh, we started uh, folding those two worlds together um, I think on Cold Mountain, um, where we were uh, able, to, I was now working on a computer, and I was able just to mark certain frames uh, with, of the shot, and then those frames would get exported. We would pull those frames out, send them through Photoshop, uh, do certain tweaks to them in Photoshop, and then export them to FileMaker, where they would get stamped with the take from which they uh, they came, and then we would print them out. We definitely have an integration uh, now, and, and FileMaker is the database repository for all of those thousands of photographs that we extract from the film, which uh, are these, these very valuable things for me in, in editing, where I can uh, display these, uh, print these out, and then put them up on boards and just look at the board, and I can see all of these expressions of actors, moments where somebody gets hit, 
or shot or any you know, significant moment is preserved as a, as a still. Ultimately, this all goes back to a, all of these photographs are stored in filing. The fact that more and more films are not being shot on film anymore, but are being shot digitally, which is very convenient on the one hand, but on the other hand, it means there's a lot more film or images being shot. Um, and that just increases the, the information overload. And so you need a tool of some kind to get access uh, to uh, to penetrate through that jungle of information to get to a moment that you want. The fact that the FileMaker has this incredible uh, flexibility to it. Um, you know, I don't know what the alternative would be um, to that. Uh, the, the, you know, if you use a spreadsheet, you can do a certain amount of sorting. You know, they've become more sophisticated and there's kind of a place where they approach each other, but a, um, a database, especially a database like the FileMaker system, is, is so uh, interestingly built and sophisticated um, and, and flexible as, as uh, our first experience with it was, um, that we can add fields, um, at any time, we can change the name of those fields, we can change the nature of what the field is and how it interacts with all these other fields, um, and then build a script that automates how that field gets integrated with all the other pieces of information, take that information and uh, recombine it in so many different ways and make these beautiful printouts that I can give to the director and say, here are the number of uh, shots for this scene and here's the estimated time for that shot but here's how it actually turned out and we can calculate based on that what the running time of the film will eventually turn out to be if things keep going in the direction they're going and this can either be a good thing uh, or uh, the director will say hmm no, I don't want it to be that long so I'm I'll take Walter at his word and I will um, change certain things about the way I'm shooting the film so that it won't, so that the first assembly won't come out quite as long uh, as it would otherwise. The pace of a film, how it's shot, it, there's so many variables and yet underneath there is a consistency to that and a, a database like FileMaker if you put the right information in and you manipulate it to give you the right information out, uh, it can uh, predict, kind of get, get the thumbprint uh, of, a, uh, of the way the film is being shot um, and allow you to predict things uh, later on. Well, it could save millions of dollars, uh, ultimately, if, if uh, you know, just because you're predicting the future, which is... Uh, you know, every, that's what everyone wants, you know. Um, it's a limited slice of the future, but it really is a significant part of the, of the future. It would be very useful uh, for uh, somebody making a documentary, for instance, because you can't predict in a documentary where the story is going to go in advance. Uh, so you could break scenes down into these individual bite-sized moments and then make a list of moments where something traumatic happened that showed how 
angry the central character was in this hospital situation or whatever it would be. So um, again, that's that's one of the real strong points of FileMaker, which is that uh, you can add at any time other things that determine how you will sort and uh, uh, categorize these pieces of information. No, you're, you're talking about kind of depriving me of oxygen here. It's, uh, I, I, um, I couldn't think of anything um, that, you know, I, I could live without. You know, the safety net of FileMaker is that um, it, it's, the potential of it is much greater than you may be utilizing at any time, but you realize if I wanted to, I could go in this direction. I could add up the numbers, uh, the number of feet uh, the, or the, the time of this scene, and then I could do something with that number. And if you took that away from me now and you said, oh, well, we, we didn't used to have that and then we had it and now I'm going to take it away from you, I would get very frustrated. <laughs> That's one of those snowball effects uh, that, that I started out quite modestly. I think in the early days I had maybe 12 scripts and now, I don't know, there must be 150. Uh, some of them I'm displaying uh, for this particular films and other films I say, well, I'm not, this film doesn't need that script so I will uh, not display it. It'll be there if I need it on the next film. But that, that ability to um, run, a, run a routine once and then uh, fix that as a automated script um, is, is uh, you know, it's a, it's a fundamental, for me, it's a fundamental part of FileMaker. Uh, I just go thoop and suddenly I'm in a particular environment uh, with the information. Um, and uh, if, if you, uh, if, if I didn't have that, um, that would be a, uh, yeah, that would be a very frustrating thing not to have. You know, I can't, uh, now look back and imagine really how did we do it uh, before there was something like FileMaker. Obviously we did, um, but uh, it's, it's hard to imagine now how, how it was possible.